Uh, the subject of my preaching is all about miracles today. I think uh, a God who is a miracle maker. Uh, because it's a year of evangelism. Therefore, it is essential why we are evangelizing that God works miracles. And this way attracts so many people towards himself. We're going to read from uh, Mark 16. Over Havatas, Yevnran he said to them, Go into the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes and their hand, in their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven. And he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied them. Mikarozich Osbornanova Sume Yete Rashner Christon Yuchunit verse Nine A preacher by the name of Osborne says if we remove the miracles from Christianity, Christianity will become a different religion and faith. And it is truly so. Uh, and in fact it is truly so when you uh, study the pages of the Bible every page says of, speaks of some kind of healing and miracle and sometimes I wonder to myself why are there so many stories about healings and miracles in the Bible uh, I wonder is it not because God wants to show himself a God of miracles uh, not only in Christianity, but even in other religious and faiths, Jesus is known as someone who does miracles. Uh, even in the Quran, it's stated that nobody's done as many miracles as Jesus. Uh, I sometimes tell Muslims that if you abide by what he said about Jesus in Quran, you should 
automatically become Christian. Uh, the Bible is full of miracles. Our God is a God of miracles. Satan has uh, tried very hard through liberalism and today's faith and new age movements etc. Uh, to put a big question mark against the miracles in the Bible. And uh, so many say that the 21st century is not a century of miracles. Uh, now is a time for education and advancement. We have to approach Christianity by philosophy and knowledge. And it was only in the first century that God did miracles. Now those times have passed. I don't understand who has changed, God or us. Sometimes people declare, uh, God of Jeremiah that did miracles, where are you? Yeria. Ilya. Ilya. Isaiah. Okay, Isaiah. Isaiah? No, it's not Isaiah. Elijah. 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 We'll get there eventually. (laughs) God says, I am where I have always been. But where are the Elijahs? God has not changed. Yesterday, today and tomorrow and for eternity is the same. But it is mankind that has changed. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes I uh, question these liberals and people who think with the new ways that if so many miracles were taking place in the first century, surely there should be that much more in the 21st century. Because sorrow and misfortune has multiplied. We have more diseases now. Turmoils and anxieties have increased now. Therefore God is the same God of miracles. He has not changed. Uh, not only today I want to continue on this topic another time as well uh, we both have part in miracles. God has his part and we have our part. I want to share with you the part that belongs to the Lord. But uh, I will uh, share with you our responsibility another time. But it is very good to grasp and understand what does it mean a miracle. What is the meaning of miracle? Uh, there are two thoughts about miracle in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, a miraculous sign when God changes the order in the universe. He can change the seasons without uh, upsetting the order of the universe. Uh, 
for example, we uh, believe that fire can burn everything. But a miracle shows us that people can be in the middle of the fire but not burn. As we have seen clearly in the book of Daniel, Shedrach, Meshach and Abednego was in the middle of the furnace and not a hair of their head was singed. Nature tells us that man cannot fly. Does not mean by aeroplane personally himself cannot fly. But we see at least two examples in the Bible of two people, Ezekiel and uh, Philip, who were transported spiritually from one area to somewhere else. Uh, knowledge tells us, science tells us that a woman who's 90 years old and uh, the uterus has passed this functioning stage cannot give birth to a child. Uh, but we see two examples, one in the Old Testament, uh, Abraham's wife Sarah, and one in the New Testament, Mary gave birth. Elizabeth gave birth. Something that's above our finite minds and what we see in the universe is over and above that becomes a miracle. Another meaning that miracle can have uh, Something else that is called a miracle is something that is over and above the ability of mankind, but God makes it to come and happen. Anything that God can do that man cannot do is considered a miracle. And the word of God says, something that is impossible with man is possible with God. And by the way, he said that if you believe, you can achieve those. What is the biggest miracle of all? The biggest miracle of all is to have new birth. The biggest miracle is when, can when someone can change in their mind and in their attitude. When we talk about miracle, we don't just mean miracles of healing. To be born again is healing of the spirit. And it is the biggest miracle of all. Of course, physical healing is considered miracle. And many other miracles that we see have seen around us. And we can testify to them in our lives. 
When somebody is delivered from bad habits it's a miracle. When somebody is protected by danger, from dangerous things that's a miracle of God. When you have a particular and intense need and God provides that need it's a miracle. When you meet the uh, partner of your life and you are compatible with one another that is a miracle. When a healthy baby is born like the baby here with us that's a miracle of God. When God resolves a complex situation in a family and peace rules that is a miracle of God. Uh, success at work, uh, financial prosperity, these are all blessings and uh, miracles of God. Uh, we can go on a different level, even when we are able to sleep When we can enjoy food and digest it is a miracle of God. When we've got the ability to go to work, that is a miracle of God. So really we can testify to various miracles that happen in our lives daily. But despite all this, we are in need of seeing specific miracles in us and around us. Uh, we uh, need to see a wider scale of miracles. And I want to instill in you some kind of jealousy to be searching for this miracle. And to increase your faith in believing about miracles. <coughs> the issue we are addressing is this. Why does God need to do miracles? Why must he do miracles? There are three answers to this thing. In the first place, through his miracles, God shows himself to us as a miracle worker and a living God. When God does miracles, he proves to us that he is all-powerful. He is a merciful God. He is a God of love. And in this way, he manifests himself to us. His ways are miraculous ways often. He allocated Moses to bring his people out of Egypt. And until he did amazing miracles, Pharaoh did not allow him to bring his people out. 
uh, when John was in prison, momentarily he had this doubt in his head. Is this the Jesus that we expect or should we be expecting someone else? And he sent two of his disciples to go to Jesus. Are you the Christ or should we be expecting someone else in future? Uh, Jesus could have uh, given many uh, sections of the Bible from the Old Testament to prove that he is the same one. But the Bible teaches us that he did several miracles there and then. And he sent the disciples away and said, go and tell uh, John about the miracles And they said, uh, glad is the person who does not fall under temptation. Often Jesus used to say, if you cannot accept my words, accept my actions and what you witness. And often through his miracles he closed the mouths of the enemies. Uh, because he had so much compassion towards the sick, towards the needy, it was not possible for him not to do his miracles. And one of the most important things that he wanted to do was to go to different places and carry out his miracles. And I can honestly say that our own Armenian people or Muslim people or people of other faiths, unless they witness miracles, they're not prepared to believe. And I can even go further and say that some people witness the miracles and they still don't believe. Uh, I want to share a story with you. I have been a witness to that. Uh, this is not a miracle of healing. But in my opinion, it surpasses a miracle of healing. Generous. Uh, one of the leaders, generals of the secret uh, police of Iran marries a woman from Ceylon. Yes, yes, Sri, Lanka. Sri Lanka, beg your pardon, Sri Lanka. Yes, I yes, know both of them. Yes, Brother Edward knows both of them. Sri Lanka is a Catholic, but it is a Catholic. It is a Catholic. Uh, the lady from uh, Sri Lanka was very beautiful. She was a Catholic. They fall in love and they get married. Uh, in order to marry him, she converts to Islam. They had two children. Uh, but after all this, uh, the woman uh, falls into anxiety and turmoil. She becomes mentally ill. Uh, 
The husband was deeply in love with the wife and takes her to many doctors and psychiatrists and specialists in order to heal her, but no healing takes place. And gradually she deteriorates. Uh, one night in her dream, Uh, the lay, this lady sees Jesus. And Jesus tells us, I am the way, the truth, the life. Ինձ The husband starts rejoicing when he sees the, that the wife is getting better and better all the time. And every Friday she used to bring, he used to bring his wife to the church. And encourages the children to come too. They continue for a few months like this. Uh, until one day that he gets called by the highest in authority of the land. Uh, they address him and say, aren't you ashamed of yourself that you take your wife to church? You have a very high position in this land. You are a Muslim. This is an Islamic country. Your wife, your wife, your wife has become Christian. The children are Christian. Uh, they're going to church. Where is your honor? Where is your dignity as a man? Stop her going, otherwise you'll be in big trouble. Uh, he was a very high general. Uh, he'd uh, attained many victories at war. But now he was in danger. He goes to his wife and says, this day onwards, church, worship, forget it. My life is in danger. You are not allowed to participate in this. The wife says, well, I understand what you are saying. We cannot limit God to being in church only. I will continue with my prayers and worship in a different way. No, no, no. He says, no, that's not on. You have to forget about Christianity. I forbid you to read the word of God or even talk about it or even think about it. Uh, you have to turn back from Christianity and become a She says, I can't. He has renewed, restored my life. And he's done miracles in my life. I'm not interested anymore. I will become ill again. Whatever happens, you have to become a Muslim. Yes, Islam is a religion of force. If you like, let us divorce, let us separate. If you want to kill me, but I cannot forget about Jesus. I will not divorce and I will not kill. 
Եվ վերջապես այդ սկանչերի կնոջը որ շատ պրեստիժով կիներ շատ հիանալի սկանչերի գեղեցկուի մեկներ ամեն օր ծեցում է վատցեվի So the story carries on that that lady who was a lady of dignity she had prestige she was very very beautiful she's beaten up by her husband David Այ կինի մեծ կապվա Էրախոսով The lady contacts brother Brother Edward, what can I do? I am in a terrible situation. Show me a way. Came to Brother Edward's house. We prayed together. God showed us that what is your principality? God showed us the one that is in you is stronger than the one that's in the world. This is a spiritual warfare. Your husband has become full of Satan, spirit of Satan. And in the name of Jesus, we have to bind it. And we will unite in this kind of prayer. We started studying the verses of the Bible that is in connection with this. And this lady accepted in her mind and in her spirit. I'm united with you. At exactly the same time that you pray, I will pray with you and for you. And we will bind this man through fasting and prayer. And this lady would go into her room privately daily. And there was a big painting of the man in general uniform in a field with very proud attitude. And every day the lady would put the painting on the floor, walk around the painting, and put the sign of the cross across the painting. And in the name of Jesus Christ. And praying against every evil spirit that was existing in him. And binding them in the name of Jesus. The spirit of blasphemy, I bind you in the name of Jesus. The spirit of cruelty, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. Pride of Islam, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. And every day, one by one by one, for one hour, was binding every negative and satanic spirit in him and doing the sign of the cross in the name of Jesus. I hadn't told her to put the 
painting on the floor, but that was her own leading. I'm not suggesting that you ladies rush home and put your husband's photo on the floor. Because if you do that, maybe your husband will put your uh, painting a picture on the floor. So this lady perseveres in this action. After a few days, the husband comes home, goes into a corner of the room like this, very sad. He was in a state of anxiety, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't eat, he couldn't drink, he was sitting like this in a corner of the room. The following night, exactly the same. He'd lost the ability to speak even. He couldn't do any action. The wife becomes very anxious, goes to the husband and says, what's the matter with you? Why don't you eat something? Why don't you come to bed? What's the matter with you? Have you fallen sick? Shall I take you to the doctor? He couldn't even utter a word. Why don't you blaspheme me like you used to before? Why don't you hit me like you used to before? He wants to create some action or some words out of it. She pleads, sitting at his feet until he gives tongue. He says, I don't know what's happened with me. When I'm outside, when I'm outside I think to myself this woman who has destroyed my prestige and my honor I will go home and hit him so much until she denies Christianity but as soon as I enter the house as if somebody has put me in bondage I feel as if my tongue is tied I don't know what's happening with me I can't move from my place. Wife starts laughing. He says, why are you laughing? I am suffering yet you're laughing. Don't tell me you've done some kind of witchcraft towards me. No, no, we don't accept witchcraft. What have you done to me, woman? I've spoken to my pastor. We have come to this conclusion that you are captive to evil spirits. You did not come through love. You did not come through You did not accept through miracles. You don't want to accept any of this. You are standing on your fears and anxieties. I realize that you are not the man I married. You are captive to evil And with my pastor, in the name of Jesus, we bound the evil spirits and I did the same thing to your painting on the floor the man becomes even more and for the first time he humbles himself he says I have one question to ask you 
Can you only bind or can you release as well? No, she says to him, Jesus Christ said that whatever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Tearfully, he starts begging her, please release me. I promise if you release me from the state I will not interfere with you I am in hell please deliver me and with my own hand I will take you to church deliver me from fear as well she says I've already done it I don't have to use your painting anymore you are here in person uh, the wife immediately contacts brother Edward in the name of Jesus release him united we start praying and together we release him from bondage and truly the evil spirits depart and he experiences amazing peace and the hell he was in changes paradise he becomes a much nicer person than he even used to be Every, every Friday he used to bring his wife and children to church after finishing take them home he would not enter he continues like this for three or four months he did not care what happens to him outside uh, one day uh, the man asks his wife please invite brother Edward and his first wife Anahit to come to our house for dinner uh, the wife tells her, well, Brother Edward, he wants to invite you to our house. I'm a bit uh, hesitant. Uh, it might be better that you don't know a man of such high position. I don't want later on for him to create problems for the it is better that he does not meet with you. So that if he comes into problems again, he realizes that you have not had a hand in it and it's Jesus and him. Brother Edward, don't be anxious. When I study the word of God, I mark certain places. When I go to read it, I realize the marking has changed. He interferes with my Bible daily. He studies the Bible. He is praying. He is believing, I am sure. This is why he wants to meet with you. He doesn't want to create trouble for you. So brother Edward visits their house. He starts asking questions about Christianity during dinner. 
Uh, and at the end of the dinner, I said, do you think we can be alone by ourselves without the ladies? I have a personal question to put to you. What was his personal question? Brother Edward, whomsoever becomes Christian, a man of my position, is it compulsory to come to church for God to accept him? Or Jesus has uh, uh, disciples in secret. He did have students. Nicodemus was such a man. The other one was such a man. Uh, Joseph who gave his tomb to Jesus. They were Jews of very high position, but they were secret disciples of Jesus. Therefore he said, can I ask you that you accept me a secret disciple of Jesus? And help me to privately increase and mature my faith. Until I can openly declare my faith. That very night I committed his life to the Lord. And I know up till this day he's walking with the Lord. Praise the Lord for this miracle. Is this not a miracle? This is how he understood the word of God. Another reason why God has to do a miracle is that because of his miracles, we come to understand that the word of God is true. Through his miracles, he proves whatever is said in the Bible. I do accept that sometimes God does not do miracles and does some work in other ways. For example, we pray and God still takes the life of that person. Right? But uh, really we have many prayers of going to heaven that remaining on earth. For the Iranians we had a ministry of uh, healing here. When I invited I realized 90% of the congregation was sick. I realized that this is a normal state. In a small congregation, 90% to be sick? We are really in need of seeing miracles. Of course it's true that we follow Jesus for who he is, not because of the miracles he does. But wherever he's been, miracles have taken place in that area. If we want to be successful in our evangelism this year, God has to do miracles in us. And in that way, 
show his power to us. Our evil spirits have to be taken away from us. Bad sicknesses have to be healed. If somebody is suffering with cancer, all of us will write that person off. Because we don't accept the concept that God can do anything. We have, we have conditioned ourselves to believe that it will not be healed. And we don't accept that healing can be possible. And because our faith is little, If five people are healed and five people are not, we still say praise God for the Bible. But if all of them depart from us, it becomes a bit of an issue for me. It is not natural for If Jesus was living here with us, so many people would not depart from this world because of their illnesses. Uh, I had turned away my faith and my face from healing. It had become impossible for me, very difficult for me to pray for this thing. And in that area, my faith had broken. When I looked at Brother Seth, he had passed from exactly the same difficulty, losing his wife. Then he strengthened me and encouraged me. He said, Brother Edward, don't become despondent. These are all warfares and challenges. And we have to stand firm in this challenge. Uh, this is why the Bible says with jealousy desire the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. We mustn't be indifferent. There are many miseries and troubles in the world. Financial, family, work-wise, relationships within the family. Uh, we might have problem with uh, children being saved or parents. Or we might be captive to bad uh, customs and habits. And many other areas that we need miracles in them. Every meeting we should be able to hear miracles that have taken place. And become rich. If not everyone gets healed. At least some should be healed. If not all are delivered. What do, we do? do we wash our hands and become indifferent? This is not our calling. And this is not what we are taught in the Bible. This is our wrong mentality. And this is what we have to change. God is God of miracles. And he wants us to have the same mindset. And God wants to do miracles through us. So I will bring my word to conclusion. 
And I want us to pray together so that God can do immense miracles amongst us. Please be upstanding. Let us praise the God of miracles. Let us worship the God of miracles. Let us praise him by realizing that if he could do that miracle in an Iranian general's life, he can do the same in our lives. Let us praise him for his miracles. And let our prayer be today, prepare us for big miracles. When I, Brother Edward, wanted to lose hope about miracles, he's done a big miracle in our life and he's restored me. Don't give up if you haven't seen big miracles. God today wants to do big miracles in our lives. Let us sing this song together. You're a wonderful God. Patras no meng merter kera, metarum meng kenafat, parking meng talises. Oh anu meng, patras no meng merter kera, metarum meng kenafat, it's merdesu, rash meres nataru, chelo meger kenafat.
What miracle are you seeking in your life this year? Can you bring to mind a couple of them? It's true our time has come to an end. I want us to have two or three more minutes. I want you to bring in the presence of the Lord the miracle that you want to take place in your service, in your home, in your life. If you of you become united and pray for this miracle, pray for the miracle that you're seeking. Be united. Our God is God of miracles. Wherever you happen to be with the people around you, start praying together. Heavenly Father, do miracles among us. Because you are seeking it and you are after it. And then we want to pray miracles for our nation of Armenia. In the name of Jesus. Amen.